Hi, uh, welcome to the show. How about you guys introduce yourself? Um, my name's Matt, and uh, I'm the sound guy for Vigilant Studios. My name's Alex. I'm the art guy for Vigilant Studios. Okay. And uh, so Vigilant Studios, is that is that like a mobile application, mobile game development studio? What kind of games do you guys make? We primarily are working in mobile games right now okay. uh, for iPhone and Android. Um, you know, in the pre-interview, I, I talked to you guys and it, you know, you guys aren't in the same geographic location. So how did you guys get together? And when did you guys get together to decide to make mobile games? Um, well, we, we met together through, uh, the, another project on, um, the gamedev.net and, uh, we were all working on a, uh, a hobby MMO and, we uh we were talking to each other and decided that uh, you know mobile game would be a good way to actually get a finished project. Okay. Yeah. Because because it would be faster to do a mobile game versus an MMO or something like that. Exactly, and, yeah. and none Matt of us and really uh, know each other in real life. Wow. Yeah, Matt okay. and I had been talking about doing a mobile kind of studio going on for a while, and we always wanted to, but when we joined the MMO, we found that we actually could get some people that knew what they were doing and actually put the gears in motion as it would be. Um, how many people were working on the MMO, the hobby MMO? Like, approximately? Uh, I think it's about 20. So, how did you decide, did you guys, like, so when you made the decision to start to do mobile games, how did you guys decide, okay, it's just going to be us three versus trying to get 10 or 20 other people to help you? It, it was, um, from from my point of view, uh, when putting the team together, yeah. I I found it was a lot easier just to manage a smaller group of people. Um, okay. You know, I, yeah, a lot of people seemed to to want as many people as they could get on their team, but <laughs> it, it it just yeah it gets out less of control. Is more. Less is more. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you guys decide to um, go into mobile games, and. Um, how long ago was this? So right now it's December 29, 2010. Uh, when did you guys decide to make your first mobile game? I think it was in September that we actually uh, had a solid. Okay. And so you guys, what, what type of game did you decide to make? Um, how did you choose the exact type of app or game that you, your first app or game? And describe, if you could describe what it was, that'd be awesome. Well, in this case, it was really just we had a collection of ideas and stuff. And as it would turn out, I was the guy who came up with the idea for Bang for Your Buck, which is our first one out on the iTunes app store. And I just went with what's the lowest common denominator of a human experience? We've got a big, <laughs> red, shiny button. It's the most delicious thing you've ever seen. And there's nothing you can do but want to push it. And when you push it, you get a reward, and as in this case maybe, you get an explosion of a varying degree of magnitude. It is, seemed very simple and very cathartic. And how did the rest of the team feel about that idea? Did, did you guys discuss this idea over email, or was it mainly over Skype or something else like that when you were pitching ideas? Skype really uh, streamlined the process. It got us all in one internet location so that we could swap the ideas and everything. Um, they were all pretty behind it as almost off the bat from when I mentioned it, okay. to be honest. So you, and 
and you didn't have any concerns that it was too simple or anything like that? Um, or did you feel that it was a good first project? Because And plus, simplicity really works with these mobile games. Yeah, it was a good way to start. It uh, really streamlined everything. It was small enough so that you couldn't get vastly out of scope. You get about a dozen different yeah. uh, movies that display and a button, and that's really about it. It was good to cut your teeth on. And were you guys, do you guys have iPhones? Were you guys playing any iPhone or mobile games before that? Yeah, we've got a couple uh, iPhones scattered around through everyone. I actually don't have an iPhone. I have an iPad, and I just borrow it from a friend oh, okay. whenever I want to dev test on it. But um, the level of simplicity games is something that I'm really familiar with. So um, were there any favorite iPhone or, or mobile games? Uh, I know that, that Matt is Matt's really addicted to uh, Robot Unicorn Attack. Big fan <laughs> of that. Um, I'm back in this and. That that is sure. one of the that that is one of the games I really like. That that, that style really fits on it. Uh, what, Monster what is, Dash. Um, okay. What's what's Robot Unicorn Attack for the for the audience and for me who I I, it, I think I've heard of it, but I, I don't know much about it. It's made by Adult Swim, and oh, okay, yeah, it's a uh, you know it's a side scroller where your only objective is to keep running as long as you can stay alive as long as you can. Oh okay. Um, and what was the other game that you also found compelling? Um, Monster Dash. It's made by Half Brick Studios. Okay. And what's that about? Uh, you're basically a, a guy running through um, swarms of monsters and trying to avoid falling down holes. And controls are really, uh, really simple, but it's really addictive gameplay. Yeah. So, you know, so you had those games in mind. Were you con- did that in any way influence your first game? Uh, those games, um, uh, and did that even concern you? Because those were more complicated versus your simple game. Um, they they they're influencing uh, our future projects. Our yeah. our first game, uh, our first app was actually developed by uh, by Soak, and he was just, you know, he he had a simple idea and figured that going with simple was better. And. Um, Okay, so you guys decide on the idea, and um, after that, did you guys have a time estimate for how long it would take to get this project done? Um, we no. we were <laughs> yeah we were just sort of going by air. I think when we released our app, uh, our our goal was before iTunes went down for the for Christmas, but um, you know that was just a, a rough guess. It yeah. We uh we didn't really have a plan. Our our next our next one we're hoping to have done by spring. We have an actual timeline set out now. Um, you know, so it took you about two months or two and a half months to finish your first app, and it was a relatively simple app. What were some of the challenges you guys faced, um, that prevented you from getting it done in a week or something else like that? Real life, in okay. a term. All of us have uh, normal quote-unquote normal full-time jobs we all have to work around that and uh, it just would really cut into our time and did you guys look into development tools to accelerate the development of your first app um i i could speak for our programmer i i know we looked into some tools but uh i think since this was his first iphone app he was really looking into uh 
you know, building something himself. But okay. now we now that we know uh, exactly how the iTunes works and how the Xcode and everything is work running, we uh we looked into Unity and the one we're gonna actually be using is uh called Coco's 2D, which is a 2D game engine that a lot of popular games are using right now. Yeah. Um, have you looked into Corona or Accelerator or Titanium Accelerator stuff like that? Because uh, those seem to also be other tools that um, some developers are using to make their games. I I haven't personally. I'm not sure okay. if Selic or our programmer has. No, I've not either. The uh, only kind of game engine I've used in the past was mainly Unity, and I've also dabbled a little bit in Unreal Engine. Okay. Um, you know, how long do you think it would have taken to, to do the app in Unity? Uh, would it have ex- like sped up the development significantly? I think in this particular case, using an engine wouldn't really have accelerated or decelerated the app in any meaningful way, simply because of how simple it is. Okay. Um, so were there any other challenges that you ran into while you're developing this game? And how do you, since you guys are far apart, how do you guys keep motivated and keep communicating as real life was happening and all these other obligations happen? Um, I mean, uh, we, we stay motivated just because right now we're all, uh, uh, I guess we could count as hobbyists that really want to break into this as professionals and we're all like-minded and we, uh, you know, the three of us have drive that just keeps us coming back every day and really want to make this work. Do you guys meet up then like online every day or was it every week or how did you guys coordinate communication? It's pretty much we're all we all pretty much have access to each other at any time through Skype because all of us, I don't know, are really relatively large computer junkies. I know I always have Skype up in the background. Sure. So it's all like we're all sitting in the same room. Well, you guys have these other jobs and commitments. So how do you balance, you know, having to do that kind of work versus spending time on this um for me it's i i honestly use most of my free time uh my my wife could attest to that that like when i come home it's like a second job i i sit down at the computer and i'm working on uh on making these uh music and just working on our projects some kind of thing for me when i get my job i come down read everything that's done in my absence and then uh, get to work and um, so while you were developing this app, did you do any user testing? We, we did. We, uh, we, we had a couple people. I mean, we, we're all, we all have some version of uh, iPhone or iPad or iPod yeah. to uh, test on. And then we, we have a couple other people who we uh, let try it out. And, and, you know, and what, was, what was the response? And what were some of the issues that you encountered when you had people test it out? Um, that either caused you to change the app or modify how you're going to what you're going to do in the final version of the app. Um, when I first showed this app to people, I had a lot of people ask me, "What do I do?" And um, so yeah, that even with yeah, the big red button, like with the big red button, and wow. so yeah, that, I, I think that's a reminder to everyone that. Take nothing for granted. People have got their own life, and you got to make sure your app's clear. Exactly. Okay. Um, so, so how did you how did you resolve that? 
Uh, we just, like, uh, we tried to make it a little more friendly. Uh, just, like, you know, explain beforehand with uh, the description that they what they were getting themselves into. So uh, a little tutorial or something. Exactly. Okay. Uh, were there any other challenges or any other surprises from user testing? I think I was surprised that people liked uh, some of our little Easter eggs a lot more than I would have expected, to be honest. Let's, yeah, let's talk about the Easter eggs. Um, what inspired you guys, and wh what, what types of Easter eggs are in the app, and what inspired you guys to want to add those in? Um, well, we have a couple. The, the idea of the app is it plays random, random explosions and little movies. Our Easter eggs are stuff something that has nothing to do with explosions like, you know, a, a cow showing up or something. And I, I just feel like... Is that, uh, is that after you press the red button, a cow might randomly show up? Or is that just... Exactly. After okay, you cool. press the button. And so we, uh, we decided that we have to be a little... We have to have a sense of humor. We, we don't want to be too serious about our games. We want people to, you know, laugh and have fun while they're playing our games. And you put in those Easter eggs. People respond to those. You know, what What about the concern of people just use this app for like a day and then not, not come back? How are you going to get people to keep on using this app, opening it up, and pressing that big red button? We've toyed around with the idea of expansion packs and maybe different themes. We've done a couple of different buttons that's already available in-game. And there always exists the possibility to do even more buttons. Are you going to have achievements then? Like, we were originally that, looking at <laughs> achievements for our Easter eggs because oh, okay. the yeah. Easter eggs by themselves are, I think the stats are 1 in 1,000 and then 1 in 2,000 oh. will generate either one of them. And then, uh, but that got more into the, what is it, the game central station. And we just didn't want to try to do that integration with the level of programming we were currently using. So ultimately, no, it true achievements. It was one of the things that got dropped. Okay. Um, what were other things that got dropped in the game? Or was there anything else that got dropped? I think the amount of explosions that we wanted to put in, yeah. it, uh, as none of us you know, have uh, access to like, video, like recording these things, uh, we had to, a lot of the, the videos and explosions were donated to us and, uh, or uh, public domain. Okay. And so we, uh, I mean, we only want to put like high quality videos in. So I tried to avoid anything that was fuzzy, anything that didn't sound good. I had to remake the sound for almost every explosion. Um, okay. So, so you guys have this game done. You, you did user testing. Uh, when did you guys decide to release it then? When did you feel it was good enough to submit to the, uh, to the Apple store? Um, I think we gave it a... Uh, we just sort of made a conscious decision as a team that, you know, this this was a finished, this was as much as we wanted to put in it at this time. And then we spent about two weeks of, of testing it and looking for every bug we could find. And like I said, our goal was uh, to get it in before the iTunes uh, Connect, which is how you upload your apps, yeah. went down for the holiday season. And um, so you submitted to Apple. Were there any issues with that, or did it was it pretty smooth? It, it actually ran real smooth. Okay. Surprisingly smooth. Our our programmer, like you know, 
went over it with a fine tooth comb and made sure that we did everything by the books because if you read their <laughs> if you read their guide they could they could uh reject an app for anything yeah um okay so you released this thing um did did you guys decide on a price for the app and yeah how let's let's talk about the business and the marketing of this app so you submit the app it gets approved and um you know what what's the price and how are you going to were you guys looking to make money so you could fund future projects um this uh this was a big thing for us we we were originally going to sell it for the 99 cents sort of how the title came to be was bang for your buck yeah. and then as we were as we were going farther in development we we realized that if we want more downloads it has it has to be free cuz yeah. that was our concern was we want people to use it more than make money off of it um but halfway through development we started to uh think about i i ad integration yeah and the money that we've been generating off of it is uh, is pretty surprising for for how many downloads we have so far and it's generating a decent amount of money it's something i'd recommend any person who's making a an app for the iPhone to think about adding into their game. So are you guys um, excited then about potentially turning this into a professional, like your your full-time job based on the stats you've been seeing in terms of potential ad revenue? Oh, yeah, 100%. I could tell you that our our overall goal is to make this a professional studio that where it will be our full-time job. Okay. And so when you released your product, how many people have downloaded it? Um, can you release those numbers? From from the sales trends charts, it looks like it's been around over 8,000, I would guess. I it doesn't give you a total number until you a couple you know, a few weeks have passed, but okay. I mean, it says for uh for today alone we've had about 1,000. So that's awesome. And and are you using any specific uh, promotional techniques to get that many people to download it? I mean, because a lot of the concerns that I've heard from other developers is how do you even get found? And I know 8,000 isn't like the 20 or 40 million or whatever of Angry Birds, but it's still pretty impressive that you're getting a decent amount of downloads. Um, it, it's it's surprising too because we we've been doing uh, you know, social networking to get our downloads and okay. asking people to uh, please download. But then places that we can't really social network are getting even more downloads than we would have ever expected. Brazil, China, Italy, you know, people are just downloading our apps and seeing it. So <laughs> People in Brazil love this app, and I have no idea why. <laughs> uh, how can you tell if people in Brazil love the app? Do they just break it down by country then, I take it? or? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And um, have you been getting user customer emails or anything else like that yet, uh, or any kind of feedback or suggestions? Not so much emails that I know of, but I know we've gotten a lot of uh, reviews on both the website and the uh, the iTunes store. Okay. And um, okay, so you're getting some traction. Do you know how many people are returning to the app? So one concern is they just download it and then they don't use it again. How are you going to make it so that, or are you going to make it so that people want to use this every week or every day? 
I know we're already going to be putting another update on uh, pretty soon because we even after releasing we managed to find one or two little bugs that weren't game breaking, but we want to get rid of them. So I'm whenever people update, I, I would hope that they you know might reopen it, play with it. But uh, at, honestly, at this point, this was our this was our debut app to see if we can work as a team. Our our yeah. full focus is going to be going into a uh, into our game that we're making next. And and you said that game's going to come out in spring. Spring is what we're hoping for. Do you feel that's a little too long? You know, it seems like dev cycles for these types of um, platforms need to be pretty quick to to stay competitive. Um, I think spring is a is a pretty decent goal since like we we won't be leaving our full full time jobs. We still need to be able to work regularly at our regular jobs too. At the meantime, and we needed to add a couple more people to the team to uh, make this app work. And yeah, so, uh, can you can you talk about the next app or how much can you discuss about it? We could discuss a little bit about it. Uh, we needed to. Um, it, it's going to be a side-scrolling app. Uh, we don't really want to talk about what the game is or who, who it's about. Just as uh, we're not ready for that. Sure. But it's going to be a lot like the games I was talking about earlier, like Monster Dash and the yeah. Robot Unicorn Attack. Um, our our biggest challenge right now is is how art-intensive apps are coming right now you know the best looking apps have really good art to them and so we really had to add a couple more artists well to be fair you look at doodle jump is it really like when you say art are you talking about like a traditional polished art style or is it just better to try to do something a little more different in terms of art style to differentiate the app and you know make it easier to even make the art for the app like you look you know, as I mentioned, Doodle Jump and some of these other kind of games that kind of look more primitive, and that's just mm-hmm. actually part of their selling point. Yeah, I feel like with Doodle Jump, that was a conscious decision for a uh, for a design style, and I mean, we have a we already have a uh, art style that we're going for. That's very it's a very stylized two D look that uh, you see in some other games like the Angry Birds and Cut the Rope type thing. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, from a marketing point of view, what are you guys going to do between now and spring to either generate exposure for your upcoming app or just build up your little virtual mobile app studio some more? Um, I was I was hoping we would be getting out a, uh, a couple trailers, gameplay trailers this time around and putting them on YouTube. And uh, we, have a, we have a Facebook page, uh, um, we might have Twitter soon and just, you know, word of mouth at, at the moment and trying to uh, get people to take notice to us. Are you going to allow people to post um, a tweet or uh, like something to their Facebook within the app itself? Uh, like I'm talking about the Bang for Your Buck um, um, app where people can just share that, hey, I had an explosion or I found a cow or whatever. So you mean like Facebook integration right into Bang for Your Buck? Yeah, yeah. That's something uh, we honestly haven't talked about yet, but I'm, okay. that's something probably that we are for, going to be putting. Go ahead. Yeah, probably not for Bang, but I can definitely see it for the next couple of games that we've got lined up. 
you know, if bang for your buck is getting some traction, why not just focus more on that too? See if you can get that. Because, you know, a lot of popular apps are very simple. So not, not all of them, but, you know, a simple app can do reasonably well. Why not focus on bang for your buck? Um, you want to take that? Yeah, sure. Uh, our, our overall goal from when we started out was to be a game studio. And we have a lot of interesting ideas for entertainment apps. And I mean, I, I agree, uh, entertainment apps are, are, can be just as big as, as games. But our personal goal is, yeah. to, is to make games at the moment. You can add leaderboards um, and point systems to, to your big red button. Um, and that would kind of turn it into a pseudo game, you know, or maybe even a social game. Would that be enough for you guys? I mean, what's that was actually one of our one of the other things we were looking into doing um, was adding game center support and putting the leaderboards on it, just so we could get comfortable with those systems. But yeah. that was something else we uh, scrapped, so we can start focusing on the next one. But I, I understand what you're saying. It okay. that that would also add to the humor of what we try to go for. Yeah. Um, okay. So bang for your buck in your mind is pretty much something that's you know you're going to do uh, one more update and maybe move on from that well i would like to keep adding adding more art to it more buttons more options and explosions yeah. but as the the core uh systems of of it are done in my opinion are you guys going to moving forward when you do your upcoming games are you going to have networking or multiplayer features in them yes okay and are <laughs> Are they going to be um, over the internet, or is it going to be like people on the same phone doing it? So, it, like, you look at the words with friends or something else like that, where it's you know you can play asynchronously with someone else. Is that something you guys are looking into for your future games? That is that is definitely something we've been looking highly into for one of our future projects. Uh, we think that's a, a great system. The multiplayer over phones is a uh, is a great thing, especially with Game Center now letting you uh, play over over 3G. And what about Android? So you know, you guys started out with iPhone in mind. Are you? Do you guys have any plans for Android? Um, yes, we're uh, we're going to try to do a, a simultaneous release of our next game, and it, it really puts most of the work on our programmers. As yeah, from what they explained, was they need to convert all of Xcode over to Java and it's just a time-consuming task. So that's a good question. Um, so you have now for this upcoming project more than one programmer? Yes. We, uh, for this next one we're going to have two programmers. How did you recruit the other programmer? Like, I actually uh, am a friend with him since high school and okay. he's a uh, you know, that's what he does as well. He's been a programmer his, as long as I've known him. And well, I mean, was there anything else that you had to do to convince him that hey, you guys are going to actually finish it and it's going to be a worthwhile project? Or I, I think once he saw the finished app of, of what we just made, yeah. you know, it, it became more of a reality that you know this can work. Okay. Um, and are you looking to expand your team anymore? Is is it going to pretty much be four at the moment? Our current number at the moment is actually six. If you add the two more artists that we've added to oh, the team, yeah, yeah, and um, that's going to be a 
that's going to be it for right now. Um, Isn't that a challenge when it comes to revenue splitting and all that other stuff? How are you guys going to handle that? That's it's something we we looked into uh, that we're discussing. Um, at, at the moment, it's just uh, for some of the artists, we're actually just paying. One, another artist is doing her uh, own game that she's making, and we're we're actually trading assets as she needs music and we need art. So oh. it was a nice little uh, uh, t- like opportunity swap. for us. Yep, swap. That's a good word. Um. Yeah. Uh, so, any other than or any suggestions for other developers looking to start their own little mobile studio or their mobile app studio or game studio? Um, I one thing I would tell everyone to look at is don't don't join any game that says it's an MMO. <laughs> uh, I mean, it. it managed to work out for us this time just because we broke off into our own team but take take every small project that you could find anyone that wants to make an iphone game that that's not revolutionary and it's just you know will be finished is is really where you want to start and in my case i uh you know i i'm really the music guy and the sound guy and it's you know it's cutthroat in each one of these uh, fields, and I I really want to cut out the middleman and you know make my own team so that I assured myself a uh, spot in uh, in the team. So I that's another route that people can go is starting up their own team. Even if you're a sound guy, you could run it. You could run your own team. Yeah. And- yeah. Don't be uh don't be a single shotgun. Have multiple talents, and above all else. Do it. The biggest thing is people get discouraged if they get one failure, yeah. and you need to buckle down and uh, get your ass on the line and just work. Well, what were what were some failures that you guys had to overcome, or setbacks that you guys had to overcome to finish the app? Well, Matt and I had been discussing opening a uh, kind of studio for a little while. What do you think, Matt? Like since uh, May or something, we've been talking about it. Yeah, it was actually even even longer than that before. Uh... Me and Soak, me and Soak have known each other for a couple of years through uh, through through video games. Yeah, uh, we we played a lot on World of Warcraft and just you know became buddies through that. But even for, I would say for about two years, this has been a goal of mine. And I've had friends who who have the interest but don't have the drive. So uh, I mean that that's been a setback for me. I really had in this situation. I would recommend anyone like. Don't don't think of your friends first. Think of your work first. You have to really yeah. put. If you have the drive, you have to put yourself first. And um, you know, you said don't work on an MMO, but what about an iPhone MMO? Yeah. I mean, those would be simple enough, right? Like you don't. I think one of the issues is that you have this twenty-person because uh, the team that you're talking about was a twenty-person team. Mm-hmm. And um, was it a PC MMO or was it an online MMO? Like PC. I mean. Like a like a flash MMO or something. It's it's for PC. It I okay. I guess I could tell you it's currently using the Heroes engine. Um, okay. I mean those still those technologies are kind of hard to to deal with. Whereas online you can you can technically almost build an MMO in a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's just don't build a PC MMO. 
I, I guess that would be yeah, more now, specific. What, what about an iPhone MMO, though? I mean, that seems like a compelling proposition. Or have you guys thought about that? I've, I've honestly not thought of doing any type of <laughs> MMO just because in the grand scheme of thing, it's besides the development, you're also, if, if it becomes successful, you're putting years of your life into uh, constantly updating and taking care of it. Yeah, but at the same time, if that game provides you enough income that you can work on it full-time, is that considered a success by you guys? Or, I mean, is, would that be enough? Like, let's say, um, so I was at a game developers conference in Austin, and some guy who was working on a PC MMO, like this team, they're the ones, I think they did um, Pocket Heroes or Pocket Legends or something, and... Um, you know, they were working on a PC MMO and they're like, dude, this, this is taking a long time. So they decided to transition into iPhone MMO and that's where, where they reached their success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they're obviously constantly updating it, but it's providing them enough revenue because these MMOs can make enough revenue where it can support a whole team, provided it's successful. I think, I, I think it's, a, it's great if someone can make it work. I as at the moment, I'm not sure if we have an idea or a uh, a, a gameplay idea that would be such a hit in, in an MMO form. Yeah. Uh, it, if someone's if someone has a great idea though, I'm, I'm not gonna tell them to stifle that idea, even if it's an MMO. I just feel if someone's trying to get start off in the business, they really need to uh, try to find the project that they know is gonna finish. Okay. And for you guys right now, that's you know, simple apps and side scrollers. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, any other than suggestions for developers out there looking to get into mobile or looking to get into this, um, you know, this booming field of Android and iPhone? Keep um, your scope small. <laughs> Keep it within something that you can actually realistically do. I know it's nice to get off in your mind and say, yeah, I want to change things. I want to revolutionize this game. But in all honesty, if it's your first app, it's probably not going to happen. Well, how, keep do, you keep your, how do you keep your team motivated then? You know, I think if you told the vast majority of people, I'm going to make, a, you know, or we're going to make a big, simple red button app, it's going to be hard for them to stay motivated. And, you know, you look at that 20-person MMO, yeah, it never will probably get done or it may not get done it may it may get done but the reason why those people may be joined on is because wow it's a huge project that has potential so how do you reconcile the fact that you know you do need to keep your scope small because you have limited resources but you need to have some kind of big vision to get people engaged i i think we have our like you said a big vision we already have our eye on the prize our our eye is uh on a becoming a professional studio and we realize that each little app that we make and put out there is a step in the right direction so, so it's dream big start small exactly yes. okay um cool where can listeners find out more about your app and potentially play it um well anyone will be able to find it on the itunes store uh, if they search bang for your buck um, if they uh, want more information about our site, they could go to vigilantstudios.com and more information about our team there as well. And we're also on Facebook, which we're, we continually update with any news. Okay. 
And are there any other marketing things you guys are going to do to promote your app? Um, I, the only thing that we've thought about so far is uh, sending our, uh, our game demos to, to people who review games and hope we get good reviews. Okay, cool. Also, uh, purchasing ads through the iAd store is also an option, but as far as true traditional marketing has become defined, we haven't really taken a look into things too specifically yet. Yeah, and you know, any other suggestions then for developers who are working in virtual teams? Um, you know, most people, it's yeah, I mean, what are tools? What are ways to keep engaged? And yeah, any suggestions? Uh, I, I never used Skype before that we started working together, and it's it's invaluable. It's the it keeps us connected. I mean, most people don't realize it's also a chat room um, that you could use. So we have a developer chat where th where all of us can talk at all times. Um, I mean. That that would be the best way having a uh, maybe a forum or um, or some other type of uh, you know ventrilo where you could talk to each other like physically talk to each other is always a, a good thing if people don't like using Skype. Well, Great. That's that's the best way I could say. I mean, and don't get discouraged. I mean, we have people living in uh, like halfway across the world, but we. Uh, we find times when we could all talk together and work together. Great. Um, we're talking with some of the members of Vigilant Studios. So thanks again, guys, for your time. Thank thanks you. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Take care. Bye. You too.